This is Brighton's finest. Bringing the artists closer to you. Juice. Who are you going to be touring with? Are you going to be in a band? Yeah, so it'll be full band. So it'll be... I've got a guy called Guion playing drums. He's played for lots of people. He's going to be doing some shows with Wesley Gonzalez at the end of the year. He plays for Maylid Jones. Oh, wow. I've got Alex Morrison, my kind of standard bass player who also plays drums for Kate LeBon. Hmm. And I've got a guy called Griff playing keys who plays keys in a nail as well. He's a great musician. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds like a uh, winning team there. It's a winning team. It's a. am going to use the word supergroup, but as two separate words, meaning that they are a supergroup. Super cool. Well, um, this time round, you're touring with Young Husband, who are an amazing band in themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's quite funny that they're supporting on this tour. If normally, maybe I would be supporting Young Husband, but I got to know Ewan through playing in Mailer Jones's band. So Ewan was Mailer's guitar player, and then there was a tour that he could only do half of, so I learned Ewan's parts did half the tour and met him then and I've always been a fan of the band I think they're great and they've not toured for a while so I just thought I would ask him cheekily if they would be up for supporting and because they haven't been on the road for a while they're going to join us and I think they're playing mostly new songs they've just finished a new record as well so you and just thought it'd be a good opportunity to basically hang out for a week and <laughs> and be badly behaved and just sort of road tests and new songs so I'm looking forward to hearing the new stuff I think they're an amazing band I think he's a great songwriter yeah so do I because they had gone quiet for quite a while I thought yeah they've not done anything for a while but they've just finished a new album he actually sent it to me the other day but I've not listened to it yet because I'm a terrible person but I can't wait to hear it and just I might just wait and just see it live first and then listen to it afterwards <laughs> that'd be an interesting one it's another amazing lineup for uh Another tour of yours, you seem to always seems to be a, an amazing lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how that ends up happening, but I think it's always nicer as well. Sometimes when you tour, you just get local support every night, which can be great because you tend to sort of find lots of new bands. Yeah. But I think it's always fun just kind of getting everybody together in the van and just going out together. And I mean, I've texted you and suggested we maybe think of a duet or some kind of cover to do together, and he's up for it, but we haven't worked anything out yet. But if he's bringing his saxophone along, maybe we'll just get him to join us for a couple of songs on sax. We'll see how it goes. I can imagine um, putting some uh, crazy sax on the new album, which is a spectacular listen. Oh, thank you very much. Obviously, this tour is in support of that, um, but you must be really happy with the album. I think it's it's a really uh, amazing piece of work from beginning to end. But yeah, it's, it's a funny one because it came together in such a strange way in that it was written and recorded based more on sort of time constraints and necessity rather than that I'd had these songs that I'd been working on for a long period of time and then picked a studio to go into. I just found myself in LA with a month to spare between playing gigs with Kate LeBon and I think I had a couple of songs written and I just thought, right, whilst I'm out here why not you know because there's so many great musicians in LA it was like right I'm out here there's good studios the studio that I'd recorded the last album in was available so I just kind of booked the studio asked people if they would like to play on it and if they were available and then wrote the songs basically because I'd had everything booked I had to make a record so it kind of came together in a really short amount of time which meant that I didn't I mean I had an idea of how I wanted it to sound and what I wanted to do quite a definite idea but it happened so quickly it wasn't really until I listened to the mastered version almost a year later that 
I had a proper chance to kind of sit back and enjoy it. And yeah, I'm really happy with it. I mm. like it a lot. Brighton's finest. This is Juice. You said uh, you kind of had an idea of how you wanted it to come across. Was there something particular you wanted to achieve in the record? To me, the, the sound is a lot fuller. Uh, it feels more balanced and um, there's also a, a more serious message being put to show on the lyrics. I think all of those things you just said were probably on the list of things I wanted to do. I think I have a tendency sometimes if I write something and I think it's too catchy or too obvious, then I try and make it more obtuse or make it stranger or kind of just sort of throw in weirder things as a sort of maybe like a self-destruct <laughs> kind of tendency, self-destructive tendency. Whereas with this one, I just wanted for the songs to kind of speak for themselves and not to sort of hide behind sort of effects and weird bits. Yeah, and I think the, the direction for Samer, who engineered and produced and mixed the record, was just make it sound as good as you can make something sound. And I think sometimes when I listen to old records I've done, they're not necessarily things that I enjoy listening to at home or some of the songs I wouldn't want to sort of pop on in the house or so in the house, whereas this was something I just wanted people to be able to put on and listen to and it just sound really good and be something you could enjoy listening to. Yeah, um, and like you had help with what is pretty much an all-star cast, like uh, you had Kate LeBon, Sweet Babu, Josiah Steinbrink, and also Stella Mosgua, uh, who's from Warpaint. Um, like that's a pretty amazing uh, room of talent you must have had there. Yeah, all just lucky, kind of count them all as friends. So rather than it being a kind of cold call to somebody and asking them if they'd be up for doing it, it was more sort of asking a group of friends you know they're friends before the co-workers for want of a better word yeah. so i think i'm just lucky they all liked the songs and wanted to be involved in it but it's kind of made it easier as well when you're so tight for time it's good to have a group of people who you don't have to give them that much direction you're asking them to be involved because you have a vague idea of what they're going to do and you know that you can leave them to write their part and that each individual part is going to be strong and also sympathetic to the song so it made the recording process really easy because we would start rehearsing a song and within 20-30 minutes they kind of had it and they knew what it needed and it just came together so yeah it was great they're, they're amazing musicians to play with and to work with mm. what's the story behind the uh, the the title of the album because as i mentioned briefly earlier it seems to have a, a lot more of a serious message behind the lyrics um and i romanticize is uh it explains the album in uh, in two words i think i'd come out of it's i mean it's kind of a breakup album i suppose but not necessarily only it's a kind of general feeling of things breaking up rather than it being a specific relationship ending mm. it was a kind of it was written around a time where lots of things for me felt like they were coming to an end or changing. So the lyrics, I suppose, deal with sort of not wanting to accept that change, not wanting things to change and kind of romanticizing about the way things could be or the way things were. And I think, yeah, maybe just coming to terms with the idea that change can be good, mm. although it doesn't feel that way at the time. But yeah, it's, uh, I thought it just kind of explained the album in, in a really perfect way. Um, one thing um, that I'd love to ask you about is um, your history with radio, being as this is going to be uh, an interview that goes on radio. You did a show on uh, 
Wales's C4C station uh, yep. called uh, Bandit with now Radio 1's Hugh Stevens. I did, yes. How did you first get into radio? When I was, I think I was 19, I was living in North Wales and then I went for, there was a kind of music programme that they wanted to do on, it was a, it was television actually, it was um, S4C, they wanted to, there was going to be a new sort of music TV programme on S4C and I went for an audition and got the job. And I think at the time didn't really know what I wanted to do and this thing just kind of sort of presented itself, somebody called me and asked me if I wanted to audition for this thing and I thought, well I'm not doing anything else, why not? <laughs> and then I did that for a few years and through doing that then got asked to present Welsh language music programmes for BBC Radio Cymru, which is a sort of Welsh language BBC radio station. And I think it's probably one of my favourite things to do working in radio. There's something quite nice about just playing music that you like and talking about it. Mm. I find it's something quite, I mean, it's something I probably sort of bore people to death when I play records at home or put music on in a car. I can't just play a song. I have to tell everybody I sort of play a song and have to kind of pre-curse every song with a kind of long <laughs> meandering diatribe about what what the song is, where it was recorded, who plays on it. So, yeah, I think it's just it's just nice radio, isn't it? You just sit in the room with a microphone, play people music and talk about it. It's great. And people are forced to listen as well, you know. Well, I mean, they switch but, off if they want <laughs> to, but you, you're not aware whether or not they're doing that. So, yeah. you know, it's great. And is that something you'd uh, want to pick up again? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I still do. I sort of I made a programme for the BBC recently. There was sort of a series of four half-hour sound collages looking at the connection between the sounds of different industries in Wales and the music that comes from the surrounding area. And it was just combining interviews with people who still work in some of these industries or used to work in these industries and then playing music from bands that come from the same area. And there isn't really a connection, but you can kind of suggest the connection by just linking the sort of stories people would tell you about working in the industries and then sort of choosing different songs that would reference that. So yeah, it's definitely something that I would still do. And I mean, it's something that I am still doing and hopefully will continue to do. I do like radio a lot. This is Juice, Brighton's Brighton's finest. finest. Bringing the artists closer to you.